When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 878 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today not by J.D. Raider, but by J.N. Kozak. Jonathan Kozak is here. Ben Askren is here. He showered. That's how you know it's going to be a good show. Ben doesn't need to shower, though, because he does not have body odor. It's not possible. You know what? I'm going to tangent us this morning right away, Christian, because I brought something up before the show about high school rankings. I started looking at them. Okay. Man, we get screwed in Wisconsin because we didn't get to wrestle nobody. We just start moving down. Like I looked at Ethan Riddle at 19. I think he was as high as like 12 because he beat three national rank guys this fall. Yeah, he's all he lost twice, and it was he bumped up twice to wrestle Mirasola, so he got some good competition. And he just he just keeps sliding down because these other guys in East Coast tournaments wrestle each other, and then you just keep bumping them up, and it's so annoying. Yeah, you need to you need to lobby the Wisconsin whatever they are and get them to make the change. It's just it's kind of seems like Wisconsin might be as a state just scared of other states. I, well, I believe there is some stupid rule where I want to say the 250 mile travel radius, and if you want to go outside of that, then you really gotta uh, like put in some serious effort. I think it's possible, but it, it's tough. But no, the thing is, like, if the guys don't lose, it's annoying that they move down. And I realize that's how you guys do it, and uh, I'm over it. I just wanted to complain for about 30 seconds. That's okay. It is annoying. Um... Yeah, I wish they would change it. Some of these states are so silly with their rules, but yes, they exist. Without the rules, as Cosmo Kramer said, there's chaos. Mm-hmm. So you got to have rules. Chaos there. is good sometimes. It, yeah, okay. <laughs> Can't disagree with that either. All right, Ben. Um, and thank you, Kozak, for joining. we got Arizona State and Cornell are in the house. They're here. They're going to oh, be yeah. literally in this building very, very soon to, to practice and get Get some weight off, I would imagine. Um, Kozak, you were around yesterday, I believe. How? Uh, what, what were the vibes? Any takeaways? Yeah, good vibes. It's it's always fun to see like the the differences and you know the, the teams, um, kind of how they how they operate, how they do things. I'd say Cornell is a little bit more laid back. You know, kind of just got into business. Arizona State a little more fired up. They playing some playing some sports games. Um, sports to, games, you say to get warm. Sports up. games. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Coach uh, Zeke Jones said. Oh, yeah, he he goes, hey guys, you know, play a sports game, warm up. So uh, they played a sports he game. Said sports games? Yeah, they played a sports game. I forgot okay. that Zeke says sports games. Yeah, they, I kind of love that. But the, like they were, uh, you know, a little more Hollywood style. 
Um, you know, Cornell a little more, a little more get down to business, laid back, kind of keep things, keep things light. Uh, but yeah, everyone's here. Um, uh, I think it's really interesting. We we're talking a little bit beforehand. Who, who's uh, Arizona State's going to send out at one twenty-five? I think that'll be. Be Who's fun it going to be? Fun to see. So, so they don't know. don't know. They don't know. Who uh, doesn't Ze- know? Zeke, Zeke says. So Zeke says he knows, but he won't tell anyone. And Richard and Brandon do mm-hmm. not know if they're wrestling today. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of. And, a, I don't know. What? How do you guys feel about that? I think. Um. I think they just want both guys to prepare and be ready to go. I don't know. Um. You've seen this in the past before. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I know saw, I would I would love to hear Coach Zeke Jones's pro like his literal process. I know probably never tell us, but like what is actually going through his head uh, about both who's who he's picking and then why he's making them wait. Well, I know. Um, I feel like during the Shakur Kassar um, back and forth, there were a lot of duels where neither guy because Mike Malice yeah. was friend or coached Anthony, so he kind of had a little bit of insight there. And like, yeah, they didn't they didn't know he was going or if he wasn't going i remember uh with clark and gilman similar thing there too like it was kind of like duel to duel they didn't know who was going until tom or terry or whoever was said all right you're going whoever they say i feel like it's just such an emotional letdown yeah so i get the idea of getting them both ready and i see i see the benefit of that right but then at the end of the day you do say you or you one of you two and then at that point the other guy who's been ready has they've ramped themselves up and now they got to, you know, they got to bring it back down without, without, uh, um, actually I know this happened to me on, uh, uh a couple of times I fought where I, I actually finished people quickly, like twice in my life. Like not, it was pretty rare, but it was like, I expected a fight and I didn't get a fight. And now I'm just like freaking amped like for the, you know, forever. And it was like, I really like, I, it was a hard feeling to deal with. So yes. You know, when you get yourself up to that that point where you need to really like bring the freaking heat, and then you don't get to bring the heat, uh, yeah, that's an issue. Relatable Ben Askren. Mm. I'm trying to relate to their mental states. Comparing, I, I I comparing not relating, not them. Get, getting benched in a, a wrestling duel to just <laughs> submitting <laughs> your opponent too quickly. Yeah. Well, but you still don't get the battle, get right? It. You want the battle. You want the battle. You don't mm. get it, and that's a hard thing. And I, yeah. So I, I don't see that. I don't really, for me. Um, if I was the coach, and this is what I would love to hear, Zeke Jones is obviously a really good coach. Love to hear his process because, um, I don't know what the problem is with telling him say the morning of, like or yeah. the day before or something like that. Hey, here's who I'm going with. Here's why I'm doing it. Come with the team. Be a great member of the team. But he's wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was interesting. I I didn't get to talk to Brandon. I talked to Richie, and and he seemed to have like a really, really good attitude, um, perspective about things. He's like. You know, me and Brandon, we're boys. Like, we're, we're we're good friends. And he goes, I know it's weird kind of from the outside looking in, but this is also, you know, something that is happening because of COVID. He's like, I get it. Like, we weren't supposed to have this problem. So, like, it's just kind of like what we're what we're dealing with. Yeah. So he had a really good perspective on it. And, and David talked to, um, to Brandon. He said, you know, similar stuff. So it sounds like they're dealing with it about as good as you can. No, it, it, they're they're definitely cool and, and you know, I talked with Coach Pritz at, at Vegas about this. He's like, Richie, Richie's here largely because of Brandon, and they they train together a lot. They they really do enjoy each other. It just happens that, you know, with the COVID thing, they're they're overlapping by one year. So it, I'm curious if if to me, gun to my head, it feels like 
important he's going to be the guy for Arizona State come postseason, just based mm-hmm. on yeah a longer track record, not getting to see Richie at Midlands. But that, that remains did, to be did seen. Did they say why he didn't wrestle at Midlands? Injury, illness, something else? I don't think we asked, mm-hmm. but I'll ask today and um, try to find out what was what was going on there. Yeah. And the matchup will be interesting at 25 with Unger. Um, Richie beat him in overtime at CKLV. So we'll have that yeah. you know, comparison. I feel like uh, Courtney goes. is a little more dynamic offensively. Yeah, for for sure. I think at this stage in his career, he can get he can get he can fire off leg attacks more consistently than Richie. Um, but Richie Richie's day is certainly coming for for the Sun yeah. Devils. No, I mean Richie's. I I mean honestly, I would say if if they wrestled, I'm not cer- I'm not certain who would win because Richie's really strong defensively and he has that ability where he knows how to win matches. I mean the Vegas tournament he had three super close ones. He mm-hmm. won. He won he beat McHenry in overtime. Was it overtime one of the semis, maybe? Unger. Like his Unger match Unger was, was crazy overtime. close. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, too. Yes. Um, so, I, you would imagine, based off of that that match, that they would probably go with Courtney, just because Unger and Richie were so close. Because that, that's going to be the match to, to, tonight at 125, Brett Unger for Cornell, and mm-hmm. then one of the Sun Devils at, at 25. So, that'll be a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, wanted to kind of circle back to the weekend or the whatever we call the thing, or it's all the weekend until probably about this day, Christmas yeah. Eve uh, till today. Christmas Eve till today was mm-hmm. a big, a big fun weekend, full of wrestling, full of also medical forfeits. They are the uh, they're once again the talk of the town. Um, they were front and center during conference weekend, especially Big Tens when you had forfeits on forfeits, including in Big Ten finals and high placing matches and. Fans obviously don't like them. Um, coaches, I don't think like them, but they—it's uh, just it seems like it's just a new era in wrestling where y- you're going to see a lot of this. And I think you know some programs are maybe puff their chest out a little bit that they don't medical forfeit, but to them, I would kind of say your day's probably yeah, coming. You know, you know, it'd be like, a great, great uh, quant division project, Christian. What? Which team medical forfeits the most? Yeah. You could probably do what do you that. Think? But... That could be relatively easy for your quant division. Yeah. Um, if we just took a couple of, of, of tournaments, you could probably do it. But I, I think the medical forfeit and forfeits in general are, are something that are going to afflict almost every team um, at, at some yeah. point or another. And I think you can – a lot of people are looking for – and Kozak and I were talking about this before, like a – People want to, do want a solution for it because everyone knows. I think the coaches know, fans certainly know. This is not good, right? You shouldn't be able to just leave a tournament and like cash these wins you got and then have no risk or loss or mm-hmm. and give your opponents no opportunity to wrestle back. Everyone knows that's like not good. But I think yeah. the the root cause and why these are happening. It's not. I don't think the root cause of why it's happening is. People are scared to wrestle. People are worried about losing or protecting a ranking, protecting a seed. I really don't think that's the large. That's a small portion. If we had to break it down by percentages, exactly. I think a lot of it is yeah. just risk aversion, not wanting to get hurt, and yeah. the ultimate. And the reason for that is, I think, a, a bigger conversation. I think is actually more important. And Coach Tierpelli's talked about talked about on Twitter. You have been just the amount of matches that these guys are now getting from. Middle to high school, um, you got top ranked guys that wrestled sixty matches yeah. since Fargo. High school wrestlers, sixty matches since Fargo, 
And I think what what you're doing is you're you're and I think the way Coach Tierpelli plays, like you're putting your prime and in, in yeah. your main competition time during the time when it's not really the most important in the grand scheme, or it's yeah. certainly not when you would pick to be at your very best. But now you're no. seeing all uh, these matches, all this wrestling, all this training, and then by the time these guys get to college, a lot of those uh, th- their bodies aren't really able to to maintain it. Yeah. So I think there's, you know, obviously we had to break it down as a percentage thing, like really study this. I, I think that has, I think that's got a factor for sure. And number two, just, just desire to compete. Did I bring up Doug Blueblock's quote? Because it's like my favorite quote of all time. No. But I hate repeat. I hate when people repeat themselves and tell the same story seven times. So please don't let me be that guy. Okay. I, I didn't tell it. You I, sure? Not that I'm aware. Okay. Well, so, you know, obviously Doug Blueblock, Olympic champion in 1960. And if you look at the records from that era, they probably had, they probably had 100 matches in their life. Like, yeah. you know, maybe a little more than that. It wasn't a lot. Was, the college season was, say, 10 to 15 matches, and high schools were the same. Um, what we did when I was writing that first book, we did this the questionnaire where we ask all these questions to NCAA champions. We send it out, we get it back. You know, and one of the questions was, you know, what was your mindset leading into competition? Doug Booba had uh, great insight and one of my favorite quotes of all time. He said, I would have crawled through a mile pig shit just for the opportunity to compete. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, so, and then in the era, you think, uh, you know, with these kids saying, uh, oh, I wrestled too much. I wrestled too much. I think a lot of it is their, their youth in high school. And like, I was just telling a group of kids I was working with the other day. It's like, I freaking love to compete. I kind of wish I could go wrestle right now. You know, like, but because of who I am, everyone would make a big deal of it. And I don't really want that. But like, I love, I love like getting on the mat, shaking hands and wrestling. Like, it's so much fun. And so for these kids to be so burnt out so early is it's like really depressing. It also probably means the, because I know a big one in wrestling is that, you know, dads put so much emphasis on winning. And then that, that creates this mental snare where the kid feels like they have to win to be valued. And then that, that's, um, that's almost harder than the physical things. So, yeah, I mean. I think that's a big factor. I think it people have gotten smarter with injuries. Like I think maybe my era, I did it, I'm sure, and other teams probably would have pushed a little harder through injuries, but that can have um it can be okay sometimes, but sometimes it can, it can be really bad, right? It just gets worse and worse and worse. So I think there's kind of a multitude of factors. Um heck, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I don't want to talk about this, but it's like I feel like we talk about it all the time and we don't actually have a, a real solid solution. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it well, I think... It's the same conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hear that. But also, one thing... And we talked about, like, the, the structure of the season. I think that's a big part of it, too. Like, the season... Coaches are telling you in mass, like, this, this season, the length, the types of tournaments, the type of competition we do, do not work for us now. And so they have to change yeah. kind of how they're doing it. And you're seeing it, um, if you if you look at the teams, I think Nomad tweeted like um, Penn State, Arizona State, Iowa, a couple other NC State, NC State mm-hmm. are all going to have <clears throat> go through this season without a major hitting a major tournament. Um, yeah. For so that those are the teams that you would consider you know leaders mm-hmm. in. Sport. Yeah, one of the other things that no one's brought up, Christian, that I think is maybe interesting would be interesting to think about, because I know I know my brother and I've had this conversation about um, the practices and the, and the way you train. Um, Max's room in Mequon, 
was it was not good for a long time like it was a really bad wrestling area and he started it and now now it's now it's freaking ridiculous right it's like skulls millard mirsola mirsola riddle daily like these they have a whole bunch of national rank guys within a couple weight classes of each other right and so when you have these guys competing against each other if it's one guy and then the other guy's not very good or if they're both not very good there's not um the same amount of intensity or friction in a lot of positions do you know what i'm saying yes. by friction mm-hmm. um and then when you get two guys who are really good if you have them do the exact same go as either one guy who's good one guy who's not good or two guys who are not very good you're just going to get a lot more work a lot more friction and a lot more banging on your body and so the other thing i think about with these tournaments now is I think in wrestling, the bottom has been brought up, right? From just from a skill standpoint. Yes. The guys who were the lower level division one guys 20 years ago were way below. And now that bottom has been brought up to a certain level where, you know, we we talked about Richie Figueroa, early rounds of Las Vegas. He's having really good matches. And I think that kind of happens a lot. So that that's my other thought on it is that everything's just more competitive, both in the room and in matches which creates a lot more friction on your body and small injuries and those small injuries add up. But I, th- I think your, your point about the early competition is probably a bigger piece of the pie, but I think there's multiple pieces of this pie. Yes. I think there's a part of it too. David and I were, were talking about this on our way in from our, uh, our huddle carpool. We, we drove in together. Um, uh, but I think I haven't heard this yet. And I think, I think part of the, the problem of medical forfeits or, you know, teams not showing up or, top rosters not showing up when they say they are i think part of that is predicated on the fact that the sport has grown and evolved in in some good ways where like people are they're training maybe training better or not pushing through injuries in certain you know certain ways where you know maybe in the past they they would have um but then also like the the fact that we even the fact that we even know about people not competing and medical forfeits or tournament isn't as good as it used to be. Like that's a good thing because if you, if you said Midlands was like so awesome 20 years ago or 25 years ago, it was, yeah, it was incredible. Right. But if it wasn't, how would you know? You wouldn't have been able to yeah. watch it. You wouldn't have been able to tune in unless you actually went and or read about it. The brackets till two weeks later and it Ex- might not even have the final brackets. It might've just had the first third, fifth and seventh place matches. That's it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the fact That's that right. we know like there needs to be a change, there needs to be progress. It's because the sport has grown and has progressed. And so the next evolution to make the sport better is maybe it's changing the tournament schedule. Maybe it's creating yeah, a think- more incentivized schedule. I got, I got a, yeah. I got a good point. I think. Um, so uh, we did that P- the first PNL event in Chicago in September, and all of the co- one of the, one of the big things that we wanted to do was w- with our like number one, number two, number f- top top kids nationally. Right? They go to Super Thirty Two. They're generally going to kill the first three or four people, and then maybe later they're going to have some good matches. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, hey. That's not good for either one of those parties, right? Matches which are just bloodbaths aren't really good for the the winning end or the losing end. They don't really learn a lot out of it. So one of the things was let's pool them up with our best kids or the best kids, and we all kind of have the same understanding of what a good kid is. So we pulled them up together, and then they're not getting any of those uh, frivolous matches. And then on the on on the lower guys side too, right? They're not just getting pinned in a minute by somebody. They're actually getting guys who are on their skill level. So we have like an A bracket, a B bracket, and a C bracket. So our thought process was we should have our guys getting five or six matches in the day 
right? That was kind of like the thought process of what was what they wanted for good competition uh, for high school guys. And we started having, the, and then it's tournament time also. We started having those matches, and guess what? We actually got people in the right pools, and we were like, holy crap, all these matches are hard. And by the end of the day, every coach was saying, dude, no high school kids should have six matches in a day if they're all competitive. It just it too. It was too much. Injuries were happening. Everything else. And we're like, nope, can't ever do that again. Like so, I you know I think that that level of competition when they're both good, that can definitely, you know, we said you know four is probably the right amount. You know, which some people say, well, that's not enough matches. But it's like, well, if they're all competitive, that's that's plenty good. That's a lot. Six, yeah, six. When they, I mean, well, you know, when we're when we're all thinking six, we're all thinking, okay, you know, and. This guy goes to a tournament. Uh, he usually pins his first three guys. And that's a minute, a minute, a minute. And then maybe he's got a semi-competitive match and then two competitive matches at the end. You know, that's kind of how we were. I Because that's, that's what everything is. That's yeah, how we were thinking there. about it. Yeah. And then we put everyone together. And we're like, oh, my God, this is freaking, this is a war. Like, yeah. they should not be having this many good matches. So, I mean, I think the same thing in the college season, probably. It was interesting uh, in Kyle Klingman interviewed John Smith after the Southern Scuffle, talking about their their team title, and I believe Coach Smith sort of volunteered, you know, offered like, yeah, uh, he was disappointed in the number of medical forfeits. He said, "There's some matches where, you know, we lost on the front side, and we wanted to get get those back on the on the back side, and you know, you can get that opportunity. You just, you know, you move along in the tournament, and really, in, in a yeah, you get the you get the benefit of the team points and all that, but but in reality, for your season, for your team, for your guys, it, those medical forfeits don't actually help you in in a real sense for down the line. And there's tremendous aid given to those wrestlers that decline that that other match um, because there's no there's no penalty and you don't get yeah uh, the opportunity to but, lose or win. Yeah. If you're going deep through the wrestle back in a lot of these scuffle brackets, you could do somewhere between what seven and nine matches, maybe yeah, depending on how do. far you go on the front side. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. You know. So maybe I mean, maybe the solution is something where you're not. They're not getting more than four matches over the course of the weekend. So maybe it's pool type brackets, or you know, I I don't think there's a way to pair thirty two down to four four matches. You know, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. And, you and know, but one, some, some, somewhere to create brackets where they're getting a few less matches. Yeah. And part of it is that, you know, the NCAA seeding process where if you get a win over someone, then you have that win. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the only way to – there is there is no, like, seeding benefit to wrestling that match, which is preposterous, yeah. and there, there needs to be. Um, so there's a lot of temptations to not take the mat beyond the normal rationale for why – you wouldn't want to wrestle it. So, do you think they should count medical forfeits as as a loss? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get a little nervous with that because okay, now someone's legitimately injured, and you get a win over the number one guy because yeah. without taking that, because the the whole point of like you know for a ranking or seating is you you want the the wrestling that's been done, and you want to evaluate it and determine who's beaten the best guys, who's lost the most. And to give that equal weight to slapping hands and actually beating that guy, that's that's not accurate. Mm-hmm. It's not accurate. No, it's not, not right accurate. on the other well, side. That, but so okay, but so, yeah, the other side is like there's going to be some legitimate injuries. There's some that are not as legitimate. Hundred percent. Right? I mean, that's if you, it. you lose in the semis and you you, you take you, then you dip. It's like okay, well, you kind of often know. I bet if you win in the 
semis, you wouldn't have uh, forfeited out of the tournament. But some guys, yeah. you know, you see that a lot. And yeah. y- you don't want that to happen. So there does need to be something. And maybe it's one of the solutions or, or pr- proposed things I've seen is like, yeah, maybe if you medical forfeited in a tournament, you can't wrestle the next competition or something. Um, I well, think uh, but that's another one where it's like, okay, you, um, there are acute assist. injuries that are short term. Yeah. Yeah. But the, not, not, but not, I mean, not even that yet. Yeah, yes, that's true. But also like a Sinclair thing, like he tweaked his knee and it's like, well, you know, like what if you heard it worse? You're going to get in some of those situations. What if you heard it worse? Right. And he wasn't yeah. quite sure how bad it was. And he was out, I don't know, three weeks, but hurts it worse maybe he's out six to eight weeks like it's, yeah. it's kind of stupid to continue to press down that path um so then for them to be out the next one kind of sucks also i think i think we i, I like the idea i like the idea we came up with where the first one counts as a win for the other guy or a loss that way you're getting some some penalty to the person but not uh you know you're not counting all of the medical yeah, forfeits um and then you know the other thing i would say is it, it kind of we kind of discuss is if there are these tournaments where you're going to have to go seven to nine matches to get back to third and fifth right if first place really isn't the, it's rarely the issue it's on the backside um figure out tournament structures where where the guys can get a handful less matches i think it's probably better that way yeah maybe you need to have a cap on participants maybe all the tournaments need to be 16 man and you have 16, 16 man a pool b pool <laughs> something like that I think I think counting medical forfeits as loss is too simple of a of a you know whatever proposed solution to where yeah. on the other side it could even you know further make the problem bigger of people just not entering tournaments period it's like okay 100%. like all right if we're going to count medical forfeits That's as loss then I can't go and get two matches and medical forfeit out cuz I'm not going to yeah. do that so it's like yep. maybe it solves one problem, but maybe it creates an even bigger problem on the other totally side. Totally creates that problem. 100%. That a hundred percent would happen. That would happen. Um, yes. Yeah, it, it would be. The the other thing is guys yeah. would maybe wrestle when they shouldn't. Um, yeah. But so kind of like the PNL thought press, though, Christian. If we did something where it was like sixteen brand brackets maximum or something, because that would that would create a six six match maximum. Or you could even do the gimmick where they do the semis finalists drop down to third place. Mm-hmm. But then some people would say, well, my guy's not getting an opportunity to compete against the best guys. But it's like, okay, well, if you have, a, say, a second 16-man, um, an A and then a B, um, some of those dudes probably shouldn't be. I think there's plenty of dudes that went and got whooped real fast and went 0-2 where they probably would have been much better off competing at someone, their own relative skill level. Yeah. That's kind of the beauty of, like, some of uh, uh, Frank Pop's events collegiately. Yes, yeah, absolutely. They- that the coaches kind of like give their input on who's who and who, what kind of matches yeah. they want. And it's very similar to the PNL concept, but that's for high yeah. school. But th- for Frank, he does it in college. And I, I think it makes a lot, it's a, it's a yeah, but he, event structure that I think makes a lot sense for the future of college wrestling. It makes so much sense for, yeah, for, for everybody. Cause okay. Say, say number, number 17. Um, so we're putting a bracket together. There's mm-hmm. 16 in the top one. Number 17 is probably like, dang it, I want to be in the top bracket, right? But yeah. at the same time, there's a full 16-man bracket. He goes 4-0. He probably gets four solid matches because he's not that good. He's number 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then it's probably gonna bump him up in the rankings a little bit because obviously someone in the the you know the, the top pool didn't do very well. And then maybe the next time he gets into the top pool. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think yeah. there's that much 
downside for it. And I think it, it is no. time for, you know, who's who's to say the the Southern Scuffle can't say, all right, well, we're we're still a tournament, but we're going to do it a little bit differently in Midlands and. Um, Really, we're talking about a small number of tournaments in reality, right? Yes. Um, there's a few ma- majors. Yeah. Well, a few. Uh, well, I mean, the other thing here is um, a lot of college coaches, they obviously already like this structure, right? There's so many college coaches who have put together their own tournaments, like uh, Tiger Tiger Style Invitation, which is on Flow. Yes. Those guys did, well, I think it was either three or four matches. I think they did uh, Pools of Eight, right? Or how was mm-hmm. it done? Something like that. It was something smaller. It was yes. right. It was not a gigantic bracket, right? It was pools of six or eight or something like that. Um, I know the Cougar Clash in Southern Illinois did the same thing. So there's obviously already college coaches putting together these tournaments that are structured in a way that's more conducive to that. And I would be interested to see how many medical forfeits were in the Tiger Style Invitational as a percentage versus the Scuffle or Midlands. Same, same for. Uh for some of Frank's journeyman events as well. Frank's journeyman events. I guarantee events. Yep, you it's same. less. Um, we'll guarantee it. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, the collegiate national duels, that's obviously, I think the coaches had a huge input in that structure. It's three matches. Two matches one day, one match the next day. Yes. They're not like, hey, let's do seven matches. No, yeah. that's, that's a so, lot. It's too much. Well, I mean, even... Yeah, I, I, go sorry. ahead. I was just going to say, even like collegiate duels, you look at the teams that went there, how many of those teams sent full lineups to any of the... Uh, the holiday tournaments. Yeah, not, not a lot. None no. of them. I think none. Yeah. One or two. Yeah. All right. So I think we solved it. I think we could do smaller yeah. tournaments. I think that's going to be beneficial. I think everyone needs to listen to us. And these damn kids need to stop wrestling so much when they're younger. I, I realize it provides an immediate benefit, but maybe the long term negative outweighs it. Uh, we have to actually have the quant division study that one. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the quant division study which teams forfeit the most so we can shame them publicly. <laughs> What if there's one team that's way above everyone else? What if there's one team that has like 14% of their matches are medically forfeited and the average is like 4% or 5%? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that would be bad. Never know. That would be, that would be an embarrassing yeah. thing. That, happened. that would be. That's a shame. We're a shame them. Yeah, we might have to. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be – I don't think the pro- the problem's going to get probably worse before it gets better, Um, I think would be – Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason it's going to get better for like conferences or uh, these tournaments. Oh, I you think. mean you mean just this, just this year? Well, this year and beyond, and t- until there's a change <laughs> in, you know, a-, a lot of things that are going to take a while to change. I don't, I don't see it changing. Right? If you don't, if you don't change the tournament structure, if you don't yeah. change how much, how yeah, long yeah, the season you got to do something for sure. If you don't change how much kids are wrestling in high school. Man, I get see screenshots of these track wrestling profiles, man. It's like, oh, my yeah. gosh. Thousand matches. Can you imagine? Yes. How many matches no. do you think you wrestled in your life, Ben? Oh, over a thousand for sure. Yeah. I I mean, I so here's I, I just told you at the beginning of the show, I freaking love to wrestle. Like, I yeah. love to compete. But then I've said this before. All through my, so I wasn't very good when I was little. So I, I, I wrestled, you know, probably the local stuff. And then maybe seventh, eighth grade, I probably pushed my parents to take me to like a Northern Plains or like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But even through my high school career, after Fargo, you couldn't wrestle. I tried going to a couple college opens, but there was no matches. There was no duels. There was no Super League 2. There was no nothing. Mm-hmm. So I essentially had, you know, what's that, July to probably December where I was I was getting zero matches. Mm. Right, that's huge. Yeah. There was no matches, and you know my my brother's really big on that, and uh, 
he doesn't like going to super he didn't like his guys going to super there too and i push it because my art my argument is you stupid flow guys are going to move our guys down the rankings because they're not going to have any good wins since Fargo if they don't go to Super 32. <laughs> yeah, you got to make it. I mean, I don't know what you're... Yeah. We're actually, we're actually having... A, um, if, you, I, if it was on the other side of the coin and you were a New Jersey coach yeah. and you guys were going to Beast and Powerade and winning all yeah. those tournaments, Ironman, you would but, be uh, furious if we left those Wisconsin kids up there from... Well, uh, the part of the problem is they obviously got wins to put them in that spot, right? And so they don't get losses and knock them down. I see what happens, right, is someone else gets a big win, and then it kind of creates this thing. Um, but I was going to say one of the things that it's – I don't want to say it's fixing it for sure, but some of the high school coaches are realizing they have higher-level guys on their teams, and they're taking their kids to say – we had a lot of kids go to the Minnesota Christmas tournament and because that's close, right? And then the Dan Gable, Donnie Brook um in iowa and there was a few other ones that our guys went to that are kind of bigger cheeseheads coming up that's a really big one um where out-of-state teams come into wisconsin so yeah i was i was kind of just joking on that but no max is really big on not competing i think you know fargo to super 32 it's a a three-month break and you know someone like i say a sinclair he's just not getting very many good matches during his high school season like it's it's you can count it on a hand. And so he he's going to need to go get good matches somewhere else at some time. He should go heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might. You never know. Oh, okay. That sounds yeah. like we're just breaking, we're breaking news here. Breaking news. I don't know. Uh, he's, right, he's been wrestling 220 a lot. He's been moving around, bumping up, bumping hey, up and boy. down, getting better matches. You still thumping What's on up? him, though? No problem? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at the twinkle <sighs> in his eye. All right, we have not talked about Southern Scuffle finals or really anything beyond uh what we discussed on forfeits. monday show. anything beyond forfeits yes um so ben want to give you the floor here for high level takeaways from southern scuffle standout performances maybe anything that stood out disappointments whatever um hmm oh it's a tough one if i get the floor uh i mean the hard one was that the only good team that kind of brought the full full lineup was Oklahoma State. Um, NDSU wrestled tough, uh, and they, they brought their full lineup also, but like Mizzou didn't bring uh, quite a few guys. Um, I guess they're too busy hanging out, having fun, making out with chicks or something. Um, Apparently. And, yeah, but I watched the finals. I thought they were fun. Um, yeah, honestly, there was no one that was like, oh, my God, this is a game changer. Everyone was right about where I thought they'd be from. Ramos fix. I mean, I, I thought Hart would do better against Illyria, so that was disappointing. Me too. Um, I think Kellen March winning that bracket was probably unexpected, but he, he's he's really tough. Frantic Coleman was close. Yeah, uh, nothing super surprising. Yeah, I thought that number one standout for me was was Andrew Lira's. I thought yeah, def, definitely like when we when he beat Cole Matthews, you're like, okay, this is this is a, a forward step for sure for him. Someone that we always thought was was really good, but when's he going to make that next step? And then he comes here, and obviously no one as good as Cole Matthews was in the bracket, but I, honestly, if you watched Alan Hart's tournament, he looked awesome. The, Alan the Hart time. really good. He was dominant. He was taking people down. He was riding them. He was turning them. Turning them. I really thought, and, and of course they had a sudden victory match last year, and I thought, all right, this is probably going to be close. Yeah, and I thought so too. The reality is Andrew has just jumped levels yeah. significantly. Although that first takedown was nonsense, so maybe it should have been a little closer. Well, um, the first <coughs> takedown that they gave Alira's heart was facing him on his knees. I don't know what was going on. 
Oh, I watched yeah. it three times to see what I missed. I, I watched it over and over. I'm like, but you know what stunned me? What, what's like, going on here? Why didn't they? There throw was no the challenge. Brick? Why didn't they brick it? What do you mean? Oh, I I figured they didn't have a brick. Is what I figured as I was watching. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm they were out sure. of bricks. I don't know because that was like what I literally watched. It, I'm like, did I miss something? Like, surely I missed something. I just kept rewinding it and watching it again. Yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah, that's, that that's just um, a, kind of a crazy call. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, right. Lira's looked. Uh, I mean, good on bo- Hart's really good on top, so he looked good on top. Also, yeah, Hart smashed Berglund six zero in the semis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Right. So it was like, and then he won fifteen zero over. You know, Sedano's not great, but he he tech followed him easy. Um, yeah, so that that was one where I thought he was gonna make it a match, and Lira's really quick on his attacks, really quick on his reattacks, good off bottom. Yeah, he looks good. He can ride too. He's uh, got a decent leg ride that he implements. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, it was it was impressive. He won OW. He won the most pins award. He he stuck out oh, to really? a, oh. a lot of people. He had three falls in 13 minutes. Three falls. Is... Maybe he beat your boy Colin Girardi, 18-5. That's pretty yeah, pretty ugly also. Colin Girardi. Yeah, he's good. He's really good, know. really quick, and good good in a lot of places. Do we feel like there's some separation here with, with 41 where I think we came into the year and be like, anyone can win this weight. Now does it feel like it's it's Andrew, it's Real Woods, um, maybe Cole Matthews is in that mix. He's still there. Because mm. that match was what, Would overtime? You... Yeah, o- overtime at the All Star. Yeah, Alira's. Yeah. <laughs> let's see, has he faced anyone else good besides no Matthews and Hart? Yeah, no, no. Um, he looked great. I'm not ready to say that that there's that much separation though. Um, obviously, I think he's like moving in that direction where he's a he's a significant favorite. Um, Real Woods, who has he wrestled that would Swiderski. make us feel that way? Ah, uh, Swiderski. That but that so that didn't make me feel that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. he may barely won that. I don't say barely. He didn't barely win the match, but it was. Well, he know. didn't. He didn't take him down. He didn't take him down. Yes. Um, it was not. It was not dominant. We'll say that it was no. not something where I feel like, oh wow, he's way better. He'll definitely win this the next time. Yeah, I feel like Bo Bartlett could present. Yeah, <clears throat> probably yeah. a really good challenge for Alirez because because he's, you know, so good defensively. Athletic, holds really quick, good position. Yeah. I didn't say it. Yeah, for the record, guys. I said it for you. Thank we you. know you felt it. I felt it. I. It, it's one of those things. It goes without saying. It obviously goes without saying. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right as well. Um. Yeah, maybe it's more open. No, it is. You're right. Everyone's right. I'm wrong. Yeah, you know another one. I mean, I just I just I just we're looking at this bracket. Obviously, Carter Young, eighth place. Um, mm-hmm. that's that's you know he lost to Berglund two zero. Um. Man, you thought he was going to maybe make some jumps, and you, you, we're just not quite seeing them out of him. No. Uh, yeah, him and even Mastro um, kind of took a yeah. couple losses this tournament, um, so they moved down in the rankings. Yeah. Yeah. So other other interesting matches, I thought the Coleman-Frantic match, for, for not having a lot of points, was actually mm-hmm. in, really towards the end got, got really, really exciting some some awesome scrambles uh, there. Now, Jared Frannick, number two in the country. Number two in the country. That is wild. Yeah. <clears throat> 57 is, it's a, it's a That's another way. one, like 41, same, same, mm-hmm. same feeling. It's yeah. crazy. And now it's, it's more uh, wide open with, with Monday up mm-hmm. at, 
65 permanently, which is was announced. So and you got Rob. What if he's messing with everyone? Well, I, I don't know why you move up. It's so much better of a bracket than this one. Anyone I you talk get... to, anyone I talk to is like, and I'm talking about coaches, are like, I have no idea why he was doing this. Not not Princeton coaches, but like other coaches you talk to, I'm like, what do you think about this? Or like, makes no sense. He could absolutely. None. He'd probably be, he he would be my pick to win 157. Um, probably hey. without a ton of hesitation, truthfully. And Donnie has got a red shirt and he hasn't wrestled a match this year. Hmm. Yeah. Good. Is he gonna do? Is he gonna redshirt? Why is he not wrestled at all? Zero. We'll see. He was dealing with what minor injury. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good. I didn't even think uh, about that. Cornell wrestles Virginia Tech on they have, Friday. <laughs> he wrestled the All Star, obviously, but wrestled the All Star. But they have a pretty good backup, right? Uh, like Allery. Allery, yeah. Yeah, Allery scrappy. Mm-hmm. I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, man. I mean, because he could win one fifty-seven. Um, yeah, probably in their minds. Yeah, yeah but that is... bracket for him clears out a ton after this year because I, I, I know you never know, but I'm pretty sure a lot of these dudes are going to be done. I mean, as listed as seniors on here, and I'm sure, I'm sure there's some eligibility back somewhere. But Franick, Coleman, Luan, O'Connor, Humphreys, Brayton Lee, Jarrah, Jacob Wright. I'm sure some of them are done this year. I'm sure a couple have eligibility still. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, you know another guy who's getting we didn't we kind of glanced over him uh at Midlands, but he's getting uh, a lot better. And I remember him back from his high school days and he was like um he wasn't like super good, but he was always kind of like scrappy and staying in matches and tough and like cuz my guys wrestled him and he was annoying, he wouldn't go away. Uh Chumbly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chumbly's getting a lot better. Yeah, well, it's a trend at, at Northwestern. Yes, agreed. They they get guys better for sure. Yeah, and he he wouldn't. I mean, fifty seven was not like amazing at Midlands, obviously, but he wouldn't have been my pick going into it. And no, definitely not. Yeah, he was pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. His only two losses this year, though, overtime to Ed Scott and six five to Kendall Coleman. Man, yeah, yeah. Maybe Chumbly, keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on Chumbly. I think Rob has another year, um, but yeah, he definitely does. He's actually one of the few listed as a junior. But you're right, Ben. It is going to thin out considerably. Thin out a little bit. Um, O'Connor, I feel like, is definitely has more years. Um, I don't know. So at this point, some of these guys is like, do they even want? Do they even want him? Man, I, f- I kind of forgot his 2019 season. Yeah, you might be right. So he registered in 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, 19 yeah. wrestled. So this is it for him. Yeah. Who who'd you right. say, O'Connor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is his last year. And honestly, 149's got a ton of seniors in there too. So, you know, Murin, Milner, Yaya, Sasso, Gomez, Yanni. And I know some of those guys got to have more eligibility, but Sasso I know like Yanni. Yep. Yanni's done. Um, I know Murin's done. Yeah. A few of these guys are done. Yes. So, landscape will probably have a next couple of years look really, really different with all these mm-hmm. COVID years getting out of there. Um. Okay, other scuffle. Here, let me pull this up real quick. Looking at at scuffle, there really wasn't that many. Like, um, huh? I don't want to say we'll say nationally important matches. Um, Mako obviously was annoying. That was the one match I watched a lot. I wrestled all the watched all the other ones. Um, some fun scrambles. He got the first two takedowns, and then 
I don't know why he tried scrambling that hard. That was a movie tried doing where he got put to his back. Maybe not a great decision, yeah. unfortunately. He was like on one foot with his and leg. He tried double leg, leg, but he just sort of. That was a Jaden Cox move. I know Jaden Cox showed that at Funky Fresh Camp like in 2016 or 15. I don't, I don't know. know. Jaden must have saw it. Thought it was a good idea. Jaden, see, <laughs> not so, so much. See, a little advice for Jaden. Um, some of the stuff is maybe just a Jaden Cox exclusive. Yeah, and I, I mean, think Jayden's that one might be a just flexible and tricky. Yeah, just, just, uh, yeah, Jaden. No, Jaden definitely really showed that, and I was like, oh, I'm, 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 but I'm not gonna correct him in front of everybody. I'm like, all right, yeah. whatever. Jaden Cox showed the move. Jaden Cox showed the move. Go do the damn move. Let's go. Yeah. Do the move. Yeah, do, do the one foot double leg. Yeah, he was trying to double leg him with the one with the other foot in the air though. That's the problem is that foot's in your way. Uh, so I didn't want to tell Jaden. I don't know how it works for you, Jaden, but that foot, your own foot, is clearly right in your way, so you can't push into it that hard. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Jaden's special. He can do some uh, stuff other people can't. Uh, yes. But yeah, that was that was a, a um, fighting it. A little too hard, and you get, mm-hmm. give up four near fall points. That's pretty devastating. Um, but yeah. plot did seem like man, there was kind of a tale of two two matches within the one match. With it seemed like he had a beat on on uh, on Peyton's legs, and I don't know what, what had a lot of solutions. Yeah, for you, it is pretty easy to get to him, but finishing's harder. And that was you know the third period. Um, he got to maybe it was the second period. He got to his legs a few times. He did finish once, I think, but he. Uh, he didn't finish a handful of times also. True. Um, but he was yeah. get, getting in. I thought he was getting in too easy. Um, I, I understand he wants to scramble, but um, you can't give yeah. someone like Plot that many opportunities for a finish because he he will get them, as we saw. Yeah. Was, I mean, really one of the bigger stories out of the scuffle was the performance for North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they kind of announced themselves early this year and the takeaways after they beat, they beat Nebraska, Nebraska, the takeaways after that was, wow, Nebraska's, Nebraska's not going to be great this year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a tough year for Nebraska. Okay, well then, fast forward a couple of weeks, Nebraska wins CKLV, and then you see this performance from from North Dakota State, and you can, uh, you know, talk about who wasn't there or whatever, but the the fact is they they had a lot of really strong performances, and they had guys that won matches they weren't expected to win. Uh, you had someone like D'Anthony Parker Jr. make the make the finals. That was not expected. You had, I mean, Caliendo, he almost turned and almost zero Almost that roll through tilt? He almost had it. And, yeah. you know, who knows? Caliendo actually, uh, did you watch his match versus Keegan? Caliendo's scrappy. We've been, I've been watching him for Very. a while. He came to the original AWA duels during Corona where we headed our academies. Um, he's good. Um, but he got the first two takedowns on Keegan, and then Keegan finally picked up the pace and really kind of melted him in the second, third, and I think he won. I think it was fifteen to eight or something to that effect. Like he had probably four or five takedowns in the third period. But Caliendo is really, really tough. He's a little strong, more Powerhouse. compact, wrestler, very powerful. I mean, you watch him underneath. Yes, he's about. I mean, he looked pretty. Cool. I don't know how Keegan rode him. I'm, I'm assuming pretty well. But once he got him tired. It was, once he got yeah. him tired, but for. He got away from Griffith, I think, twice with relative ease. And Griffith is not give up easy easy escapes. He's he's tough from the top position. Uh, so he was impressive. Yeah. Of course, Griffith got it done ultimately. But 3-2, a little closer than I expected. Um, though Griffith can – he had a closer match against McLean of Oklahoma State, as we talked about. 
Uh, but, but he was impressive. Um, Frantic was obviously really, really good as well. Well, the one I totally proved, I blanked on. I, mean, I meant to bring this up, but uh, what I'm just looking at the final results here is uh, Pence pinned Ethan Laird. Yes. He was going to beat him. Even if he didn't pin him, he was going to beat him. Yes. Yeah. Pence is yeah. weird like that. He's yeah. had some. Yeah. I mean, he pinned Eric Schultz a couple of years ago. Uh, but I went guy. back and looked at Pence's results, and they're not they're not good this year. No, he right. lost He's, to Aldred, yeah, and, and he lost. I think he lost to a Minnesota backup. Maybe he lost to. Uh, like, he was a Foy or Joel's. He lost to Joel's. Joel's. Not I think he lost to Joel's. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 goofy. But that match was was kind of interesting too, where uh, Laird got an early takedown and was up four to two. And I was watching it. I was kind of like going in between watching it and like watching my children as well. And um, I'm like, oh, okay, Laird's up 4-1, 4-2. And then came back, and all of a sudden, he was down like 6-2 or something. I was like, wait, what happened? happened? Yeah, it was like a weird um, overturn takedown. And kind of after that, Laird looked like he didn't have in the Laird. Pence wore him out because the end of the second period, he rode the dog crap out of him. And really was like grinding grinding him hard. Mm -hmm. Yes. Pence, Pence can really ride. He's, he's tough from the top position for sure. Um, but coming out of this, I felt like North Dakota State and the NCAA tournament could be a team like uh, Oregon State last year. Yep. Whereas, like, maybe they're not on everyone's radar, but then all of a sudden they get whatever <laughs> three guys through or have you know a bunch of guys in round of 12. And they're like, wow, you know, they, they took 10th mm-hmm. or 11th at NCAAs. Yeah. They're a fun team. Yeah, they are. They are fun. Um, and Pence beats Dupre in a unfortunate conclusion there, where Pence gets a takedown on the edge, and we didn't realize it at the time, but I think that's where the injury occurred. And then mm-hmm. it was at the period change, and then Louis gets on top and immediately just defaults out, uh, frustrated, and uh, making making Pence the winner there. And one ninety seven continues to be my least favorite <laughs> weight in the country because I'm doing the rankings now, and it's like every week it's like, dang it. I got to rank 197. But by the NCAA tournament. How far did you? Oh, you moved Laird down. Oh, brutal. Yeah, sorry. You moved Laird yeah. all the way down <laughs> to nine. nine. Yeah. But by the. Yeah. Well, so the reason is if you look at the top eight, he has the you know worst loss of any of those guys yeah. in the uh, in the top eight. So that was kind of my, my rationale behind that. Um, but by the NCAA tournament, there's going to be like a direct line. From the number thirty-three seed to like the eventual national champion of like yeah. this guy beat this guy beat this guy beat this guy because it is just like an endless mess of of wins and losses yeah, for sure. Rocky Elam stands alone. Of course, he w- did not wrestle uh, for for Missouri along with Keegan and, and Brock Mahler. Uh, okay, any other scuffle thoughts? Uh, Man, Braden Palmer for Chattanooga, uh, what, going, yeah. really good tournament. He he competed against against Dayton. Dayton um, spent a lot of time on top. He's riding with the with the double boots, which I think started a little bit of a conversation about. I mean, I don't want to. I, I love Dayton Fix, but he hasn't done watching his wrestling. He hasn't really done anything to make me think he has added a few weapons where he's going to beat RBY. Maybe not. Maybe That's unfortunate. Maybe he's gonna ride him. Who knows? You know, we felt hasn't happened before, has it? We felt pretty confident that in him the last two years, and it hasn't happened. And now it's like I don't know. Maybe he's, he said he's approaching things differently. <laughs> we already right? we already watched it twice. That's why we go feel differently about it. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. 
But who knows? Uh, it's going to be a close match. You know, there's not not scenario. It's going to be a one takeout oh. match, almost guaranteed. I got someone. I got someone I was impressed with. Uh, and yes, this is Homer biased, but um, I actually didn't know this guy was very good at all. Um, Cam Steed from Mizzou. Um, he beat he beat up on Hunter Garvin. He beat Will Formato. He beat Chance McLean at a close match. He pinned Kel Carlson. Um, he he lost first round to Mike Kellyan of A three. He's kind of good. Uh, I think he's a true freshman. Yeah, people yeah. are people are saying roster battle. Roster battle. That's what a lot of people are saying right now online. You know, you've got you got a couple really interesting roster battles. You got Steed and and Keegan. You've got hey, Drake but come and, on, uh, he's got Spencer. a good formato. Scrappy Garvin was good. Yeah, Carlson's tough. <laughs> yeah. 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 It bodes well for the future of uh, Mizzou. Yeah, for the future depth. Is I mean, didn't gonna... Ken- Kennedy lost to Formato last year, and you guys are trying to say he's going to be a national champ. Why well, can't Steve be a national champ, said. too? Cut that out. No one has ever <laughs> said that. You're just, you're just alley-ooping you guys yourself. Did. You and Shane. No, absolutely not. No one said that, Ben. <laughs> Mr. Strawman Ben Askren. <laughs> Sad. Okay. All right. Where are we going now? Where are we going? I want to get some, uh, we could have some questions. We could look at, uh, um, we could talk a little more about Arizona State Cornell also. Yeah, right. let's do that because we questions can wait, but that's happening tonight. Yeah. Are we doing any picks? I love doing picks. Are we doing picks here? I don't think we, we can make picks. I don't think these are formal. Where's JD at? JD's driving back from uh, Nebraska as we speak. Ooh, is he driving? Man. He drove, JD, uh, the lunatic, but I love it because this is probably what I would do. He had, they were gonna see family in Alabama, where his oh, okay. where his folks are from, and then but then you know wanted to see his fiance's family in Nebraska, and you know flying around that was very expensive and not easy. So he's a he's a road dog. Yeah, he went well, to Alabama, drove there, drove up to Nebraska. Now he's coming back. At least he didn't take the motorcycle. So that's what we can be. No, he for. did actually. Yeah, this is on the hog. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he'll be back tomorrow, allegedly, uh, travel permitting. Uh, I'm really excited for for Vasquez Cornella. I think that mm-hmm. might be one of the more fun matches. I think Vasquez has a a, a really fun style. Cornella has been kind of one of the the standout true freshmen for this year that a lot of people yep. have enjoyed watching. So I think that's going to be a interesting match. I think it is just to speak broadly. I think it's very uphill for Arizona State to win this. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to need yes. a lot of stuff to go their way. Hundred uh, percent. So yeah, it's gonna, gonna be a, they just don't match up that great against. Well, yeah, they, they don't match up well because their their weak spots are Cornell's weak spots, but they're probably a little weaker. Yes. Uh, and then their two of their really good spots, McGee and Parco, are probably unlikely to win. Yes, that makes it very very tough. Very challenging. Uh, and then Cordell Norfleet is not here. They, they have oh really? Else. Yeah. So they're gonna lose ninety seven very very likely because Jacob Cardenas is a beast. So yeah, yeah, gonna be gonna be tough. Gonna need bonus points and a couple upsets for them to be in this duel. But forty-one's um, fun. Four, Thirty-three. McKee's McGee's got some adjustments to make with mm-hmm. with Vito, and then Parco Yanni definitely the signature match of of the event. Um, Did you know that Yanni's never wrestled anyone from Arizona State in his life? In his life, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, anyone that went to Arizona State or anyone that anyone is from the state competing. of Arizona? No. Yeah. Um, what? No, I'm just joking. There's no way. Never, no way. never from, never like, you know, in an Arizona State singlet. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, he talked about it a little bit. Like, yeah, uh, the year that Parco came in was, like, his redshirt year, and then he lost in the semis and didn't go to CKLV this year. So it was just, like, a bunch of series of events that led to him not wrestling Arizona State or Parco. So. Yeah. So that, that'll that happen. I'm, what do you think about the matchup itself, then? Were there any areas um, where Parco could, could challenge, like, a specific position? No, I don't think so. No. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's just good everywhere, right? So, uh, no, I just don't see. I think, yeah, so it's going to be tough for Parker to win. Yes. Maybe I, a throw like Austin Gomez. I mean, Parker does go up a body sometimes. He does. He does. But um, Gomez is pretty special there. It looks yes. like Jonathan Lowe will be back. Um, he was working out yesterday, and I think uh, Spade talked to him. I think his plan is to go. He's been out since CKLV. Yeah, he got hurt so, against Pinto. Yeah, he got Pintoed. Um, so the match against Montalvo will be will be a fun one. Um, I'm interested to see how how Negron will wrestle Julian Ramirez. Negron's I feel like kind of been not great. He didn't have a good he didn't have a good midlands. Um, Is that what it was? I'm, I'm it, looking. Maybe he went one and two. I think there um, seven and five this year. Yeah, he lost to Chandler, Amaker, and Daniel Patton. Mm-hmm. Not great. But Wilson, so, Austin, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kyle Valencia's kind of struggled this year. It seems like yeah, big it seems like he's able to get a takedown on anyone. Big but then uh, kind of struggles uh, in the second and third periods. Um, so, yeah, that FOCA match seems like an uphill battle for him. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, And FOCA's been fantastic. Unger, Unger, though, will be fun. Uh, I know we talked Oof. a little bit about it. At the beginning, but the Unger versus Courtney or Figueroa, he's a he's a tricky guy. Like he's really good on top, but he's also kind of like tricky upper body. I was watching his match with um, Figueroa, yeah, and he, mm, he yeah. like threatened from double overs, which uh, stood out to me. Man, Kyle's five and seven this year. <laughs> yeah, not been Ooh. not been the start they were probably hoping for. And uh, Ben, like barely, so oh oh into it. Cliff Keen and then two and two at Midlands and the matches he won were ten nine and six five. Yeah. So Yeah, he was he yeah. was leading, I think, in the first period of both the matches he lost too. So that's kinda um, I don't know. What do yeah. you make of that? All right, let's get to okay. a couple of questions here. Of course it starts tonight at seven uh central, eight eastern, wherever you live. It'll be at that time, uh live on flow. Bader and I will be on the call. Looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, thank you for watching. Let's get to some questions. Does Andrew Aliras have the best leg attacks in college <laughs> wrestling? Ask why just give the first two questions? I mean, they're kind of nonsense, but I mean, why'd you put them in there? I I, I bounce around. However, I mean, they're the kind of funny. Reads. They kind of made me laugh a little mm. bit. Okay, all right. We'll then read them. Well, I mean, you then can't have any them. deviation from the order. Go in line. It's. Uh, <gasps> Hot take of the week of the century. 16 people enter a tournament. 15 of them are going home with at least one loss. Only the winner gets to remain undefeated. You can't show up at a tournament, not win, and still have zero losses on your record. I kind of chuckled when I read it. That is that is true. And he's saying right. like he followed it up there. Um, uh, that's too much. I, I On that one, I'm like, oh, Okay, here we so, go. Sometimes on Twitter, I just deleted it for you. On Twitter, <laughs> let me, I'll give you guys a social media hint. If it's too much, if it's too much, then it's it, too much thinking, too much time to read it. It's not going to hit the same way. You got to be able to condense your thoughts and, and then humor into a small frame. 
Mm-hmm. Brevity is is king on Twitter. Um, that that brevity is king. You should, you should make a shirt that says that. Yes. All right. I will. <laughs> and that short king. Copyright. And that short king. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like average height king. Yeah. Wrestling. I'm a tall king. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of short, short, short people here. Okay. Um. Wait, where did it go? All right. Wait. Alira's can, best can you answer? Attack. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You don't. You didn't even say anything about it. The the thing you read. Yeah. You had no. You just read it and moved oh, on. Oh, it was just funny. There's no comment. No okay, comment no, necessary. No comment. It was a true fact. Alira's LA attacks. They're really good. What I say to the best? Hmm. I'm gonna say probably probably not, but um well the problem is here's the problem. The problem is 141 is not quite as good as some of the other weight classes. And so judging his leg attacks versus other people, um, I mean I think you know, for example, Vitalia Ruja. Amazing leg attacks. Very diverse in the way he can attack them. Um, really good leg attacks. So, yeah, there's a bunch of people who I think of like that. Rocky Elam's got a really good single leg. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe not. It's, it would be hard to actually say for certain. I think uh, what Vito and, and Andrew have in common is a good variety of attacks. Yeah. And able to attack both sides. I mean, uh, Aliris can also run through you, which... Also, Vito mm-hmm. can do. So if you have the threat of being able to run through you, just blow through you on a double leg, single one side, single yep. the other side, or a high crotch, whatever it is, and finish with really good efficiency, which they both definitely can. I, I think he's up there. His his attacks are like, yeah. they are very textbook very looking. Very quick, but it's just also a really, they're really just smooth too. Um, yes. He's awesome. He's awesome. Agreed. There's a reason we were so. I mean, this show was like an Andrew Alirez, you know, party for for a while, um, and he kept kind of not, you know, he hasn't placed yet, which which was sort of surprising. Um, yeah, especially because I mean, if you remember, what was the one thing where he went nuts in high school and he beat? Did he beat like Nick Lee or there's so he beat someone really he good? While he was in freestyle, in high it was it was 2019. Yeah. Senior nationals. And then he won senior nationals. I think was or, it the 2020. Yeah, the Here. the weird one yeah. that was in like October. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Next question. Dang. He's only won in his whole career. He's only won. Well, I guess it's not really a fair thing because twenty twenty he didn't have a nationals. Twenty twenty one it appears. Wait, no, that didn't count. But he medical forfeited out yeah, of the regional, and then he went two and two last year. Yeah. Yeah. So it hasn't been the start for... Who did he lose to at NCAAs last year? He lost to Jake Berglund and CJ Composto. So yeah, and also wow. not great losses. Yeah, it's pretty shocking losses. I mean, especially, you know, Berglund was in that scuffle field. Mm-hmm. Got got handled by Hart, who he then handled. Yeah. Um, Ben talked about open communication with refs. It would be great to have a well-respected ref on FRL. Variety of guests, coaches, athletes make FRL more interesting. I agree. FRL. Ref, Ref- Have you done that? Have you done that before? We've had we had the uh, we had the one guy come on and talk about um, Spencer Lee's knees after he won NCAs. With, oh yeah, without, oh, yeah that was without fun. them. That guy was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. I was a, I was a PIAA ref. Really? Hey, there, you hey, there you go. Yeah, wow. For one year in college. So you I hated it. You liked the uh, you liked that Alirez takedown call on Alan Hart. I mean, if you want to go buy the book, 
You know, is is a by the wait by the book. Facing him, stop it. Ben cannot hang with Kozak sarcasm at all. He's getting tech twice on the. I was actually looking at results in their pants. Yeah, yeah. I'm autistic. I can't help it. We're four. We are four having refs on the show, um, and I think there's a there's not not a shortage of of good refs to have on either. So we should do that. Um. What if uh, interesting here from tape laces? What if medical forfeits count as losses? Uh, count as losses unless they were preceded by an injury default before. Um, Ooh, that's an idea. Kind of interesting. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. That's a that's good kind idea. Kind of a good idea. I like it because you finish the last match, and obviously you can be hurt and finish a match potentially. But, um, but it, it would lessen the likelihood a lot, and it it would it would um, not punish real injuries yes yes this is a good qu- a point here from wrestle pack um also by the way so i you know a couple of people um it was, it was cool talking with people at the scuffle and someone said they listened they're like where do you where do you submit questions and i realized i don't really say it on the show anymore that uh you just tweet at me at cpiles8 is how i i just send out a tweet the night before and then people reply to it and that's normally how it goes so Sorry I haven't said that in maybe very likely years. Uh, but, yeah, that's how you do it. But we also try to check the chat and other things for, for your questions. But that's generally where they come from. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but WrestlePack said, based on how Zeke operates, it'll be Courtney. From a seating standpoint, Figueroa has little to gain wrestling Unger, and Courtney needs to build up his season resume after a late start. And that is a great, great point. point here. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what he's saying is because – Unger already lost to Richie Figueroa. That win is already on Richie's resume. So if he ends yeah. up being the guy, he's got that win. If Courtney ends up being that guy, that would be a helpful win for him to get. So I think Russell Pack, um, great, great rationale there. And I, I believe that's what we're going to see too. I have no inside information. Either does Brandon Courtney, it sounds like. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Wick Jacoby is, is n- he, he's on my list now. See, because he's not funny. He's actually. I'm realizing. Oh, I was like, that's a little I, bit funny. I, I, I kind of thought he was. Things. I kind of thought he was a uh, uh, doing a bit, which I, I'm all for it. But he's actually. He might just, be. This is this is kind of funny. He's Come actually. On. Well, I okay. Well, Wick, I got a tattoo. I have a tattoo. I have ink. Uh, ben, yes. So he says, Powell was ink. supposed to get a tattoo. Um, ben I told was supposed you guys, to get. I'm tasered. not a taser myself. If you guys show up with a taser, I'll take it. That's what I told you. I feel like I need. Uh, I need you to have like Amy tase you, so we have like. Mark a... Bader was just at my house two weeks ago. Yeah, I think I you guys are the cowards. Well, um, I it does seem like uh, legally dicey to just tase someone as a as a bet for a wrestling for because Wyatt Hendrickson didn't play because I said it. Cause I wasn't even a bet. I just said it like a dummy. Yeah, <laughs> I will yeah. still take it, Wick. If they show up with a taser. I'll take it. Uh, you can't tase me, Wick, because you're you're not on the show. But if someone yeah. on the show shows up, I'll take it. Wick, will, so, he will calls you me do, a crybaby. All he does is whine. Biggest whiner on Twitter. Ben, would you do Double or Nothing this year with uh, Wyatt Hendrickson, all Americaning? Oh yeah, American. Uh oh yeah. <laughs> Pe- pepper spray, pepper, pepper spray, spray. bet. We'll up it <laughs> oh, if he if he DMPs because they say that's uh, when he's getting so tased. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, Wyatt. He's a savage. He's good. He's good. Um, oh. All right. Um, anything else before we uh, 
We bid it. Let me let me pop in the chat briefly. See if I haven't. Oh, I know. Oh no, listen. I got something. Hit These it. jabronis coming at me on Twitter. You know who you are. I ain't gonna say it by your name. Listen. What's more likely? Ask me this, Christian. What's more likely? I think someone was stalling because they beat one of my guys five years ago, or I think they were stalling because they backed to the edge ten times in a single period. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that. I'll tell you. You even got to answer. You don't got to implicate yourself. Listen, if your kid backs to the edge 10 times in a period, I'm going to say he's stalling. And listen, if you're a powder puff and you think that's aggressively hating on you or your son, that's pretty ridiculous. That that was just a, I mean, I, listen, the kid's stalling. He went to the edge 10 times. Not a big deal. Sometimes people stall. And if you think I hate people because they beat my guys, you don't realize how many guys I have. Because if I did that, I'd probably have to hate everyone. Because my guys lose to so many people. Yeah. I have a lot of kids I coach. They lose to a lot of people. I'd have to hate like 70% of the NCAA field. Yeah. And honestly, when that person tweeted at me, I forgot those people even wrestled. That was that long ago. But apparently he's holding on to it. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Um, That's it. We can just leave it at that. All you jabronis on Twitter, kiss my butt. That's fair. Um, all right. With that, kiss our Self-awareness, butts. Self-awareness, Christian. Self-awareness. Backing yeah. back into the edge 10 times is stalling. That's I, self. It's called self-awareness. I would agree. I would agree. Okay. In general, it's just better just to not send tweets like that. It's yeah. not, not the best look. Not like the best it. look. I think we just have more Kozak tweets. loves it. More tweets. Ko- and I Kozak. got the microphone, so I get the last word. You do get the last word, Ben. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much. We're going to be back. Shoot, I'll be back here this evening for Arizona State Cornell. We'll have more content coming with those teams. We'll be back hey. tomorrow morning, too. What's and up, you know what we got? We got, we got Big Ten Wrestling Dual Meets starting oh this weekend. Oh, my gosh. It's happening. It's happening. Can't wait to talk about that tomorrow, along with the awesome duel that's happening tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good Wednesday. Happy New Year. Goodbye. Peace.